December 12th, 2016. That's Debatable Podcast. Let's get weird! That's Debatable Podcast back again, the 20th episode. Can't believe we're still on the air. Mostly because no, ain't nobody paying us yet. Yet is the And no one can take us off the air. <laughs> well, we haven't earned it. I'm sure they would try. <laughs> I am assured. All right, so we have we have the whole the whole squad is in the building this time. Uh, Jimmy Roberts finally able to join us uh, from Sacramento. What up, what up? Thank you, David Vegas freezing freezing himself off in the desert. Sucks to it was suck. A nice day today. Can't complain. We were like in the 50s. It was beautiful. Oh, so luxurious. All right. So uh, back as we always are, we're each going to take our opening remarks. Uh, I will start off first. Uh, My opening remarks is congratulations to uh, Stanford men's soccer team that won uh, their second consecutive national championship in soccer, having uh, played against that school. It's Good to have a West Coast dynasty once again. It's been a long time since the West Coast has commanded this type of uh, soccer respect as far as the collegiate game and the Seattle Sounders getting their first championship, uh, winning in penalty kicks. That's all I got. So, David, what say you? Opening remarks. Uh, So I just kind of want to talk about the, the NFL playoff picture here. Um, mainly in the AFC, considering uh, with all the today's games, there was quite a bit of movement. Um, And I just want to say that, you know, it'll be very interesting. Right now, Miami just moved into the number six seed with their win. And they will be um, pretty much controlling their own destiny. But uh, with the reports that just came out recently, it looks like Ryan Tannehill might have torn his ACL. So uh, it'll be very interesting seeing how the the picture turns out. And um, I think, I mean, if you look at the teams that are left, the Broncos are definitely uh, a contender. So I'll pass it off to our uh, our third man in the building, Mr. Roberts. Wow. Impressive, David. Very impressive. Uh, I just want to say that uh, as as irrelevant as it is, <laughs> I my cousin is cousins with Matt Moore the new quarterback for the Dolphins. So I probably still won't be watching those games. All right. So my <laughs> my statement is also a question. I have a little bit tied onto it. But I want to I want to say what is the important uh the importance of mental strategy as far as uh you know games go for sports. How how much better could athletes be if they were good at chess? So are are you taught when you're asking this question, are you are you trying to are you asking as far as mental preparation uh, in I'm, terms I'm of follow, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about strategy, specifically strategy and setting up things. Could this benefit athletes to be better at, you know, their game, whatever it may be? David, um, I mean, 
Well, David, first of all, are you any good at chess? Yes, I'm okay at chess. I can play the game. Not with the best of them, but I can play the game. So I gotta say, <laughs> I whooped Max buttocks at chess when I was injured a couple weeks ago. I whooped him like six straight times. It wasn't so, that many, but it was most of the I games. I lost to him the first time I played him, and I never lost to him again. That's I mean, false. I won again. I suckered you. I got a second win. I won at least two. I can pull okay. up the record. I have okay. a losing okay. record. I will admit okay. that. So I, I want to say that that chess is a game of algorithms. I mean, if you really think about it, there's only a certain amount of moves that a player can make. So I, I don't know if it can really respectively make you better at your own sport. But Just planning I, ahead and thinking I, ahead. I think yeah, I, does I, that make you better at sport? I, I, here. Here, I, I get what I get I get what Jimmy's going after. To me, chess to be good at chess, it's not only it takes a lot of practice being able to understand moves and being able to predict what the other person's going to do, knowing when to be more offensive versus defensive. And you can tell when somebody is has played more chess, you can tell. Like I can tell Jimmy's played a lot more than me because it's it's not even close. I I don't know what he's doing and that's why he wins majority of the time. It's like but would two, you say that's an two out of three of games. Chess? Wouldn't that just be an understanding of chess, not exactly an understanding of the point that he's the, way, I mean, the point that he's trying to make is if you apply apply that mode of thinking where you're you know, you're training your mental uh you're training the mental side of your yourself to be able to predict scenarios and run through it you know the same way would it benefit an athlete and i think to a certain extent mental preparation in that mode you know doing any things where you're you're working out your mind just as much as you're working out your body would be beneficial but at the same time a lot of these sports are very fluid and it's the connection between your mind and body that really makes it work. So I'm all for it. I think, I think players would be better. It can't hurt. It can't hurt at all. Yeah. I, I, I would agree think, that yeah. it couldn't hurt, I but I think that. it also depends on your position that you play. I mean, we'll just talk about the NFL. If you're a quarterback, being able to determine moves, I mean, that, that's very pertinent well, to what you're that's, doing. It's that's also, true, it's but it hasn't helped. trying to find the danger in, in the players. There's obviously kings and queens on the defense that you're looking at and you're going, I'm going to stay away from that guy. I'm going to I'm gonna go throw towards that pond that's over, true. That pond over exactly. there. Well, that's, let's that's put it this way. So for a quarterback, it would make sense, but for a lineman, maybe not so much. What, uh, a lineman is going to do the same exact yes. thing. Who's he gonna, uh, within any exactly. of these, within this structure, every player has you know, their assigned job per play, things that they're supposed to do. And sometimes it's more the coaches. If a coach has a play set up, that's going to be better. It's just, you know, unless the quarterback audibles or, you know, the linebacker audibles for the defense, the plays that match up against each other, what the coaches have called, sometimes you're just going to be screwed. Somebody's going to lose. But I, I'll make the point that Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think you'd it would be hard to argue that he isn't, he's got to be the best chess player in the league. Because he graduated from Harvard, is that why? Yeah, well, if you heard the quote today, you know, when the Jets were playing, it was uh, right when it was 14-0, I think. Uh, Bryce Petty was coming out uh, to for an offensive series, and the 
whoever was commentating made the point that, you know, Bryce Petty is a reps person. He says that he needs more reps in order to get good. Whereas Bryce Petty's opinion of Fitzpatrick is, oh, he can look at the playbook and understand what's going on. Yes, that's the chess, but you have to translate it. I think we're all in agreement there that it's, it's not, it can't hurt, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yes. And now on, now on to the, uh, the main big, event. The main event. We decide to get. We're gonna get a little weird here. We're going with the hypothetical, and for this, uh, in order for this to work, I'm going to be the the moderator of this situation between our our two other. Uh, I'm gonna say experts, but that's that's giving you guys too much props. <laughs> that's, anyway, that's that's a reach. <laughs> There's got you know if I had a thesaurus here I'd look up a word for people with you know moderate experience. <laughs> anyway, uh, so our hypothetical is because the Cleveland Browns suck so bad, and Alabama is so good, we've thought, what of the hypothetical situation where you have the national champ play the worst team in the NFL? Is it worth having that game? Would you watch the game? Who would win the game? Jimmy, you are first. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just stretch a little bit here, and and I know it's very hypothetical, but having watched the Browns Cincinnati game today and seeing some of the plays that the Browns came up with and the Browns failed at. And, and everything that was going on inside the huddle and the confusion on the sideline and the confusion with the players and even the hatred between the players that right now I would actually put money on Alabama winning. I'm just going to say it. I'll just, I, would, I would do it. I would put money on Alabama at the moment. To win, David. Um. Well, there's a few few parts to this question that you asked, and I'll take them one at a time. So first part is, would I watch the game? Yes, I think it would be a great game to watch. It would be pretty pretty funny to see. Um, I mean, it's just crazy to have the opportunity to show, you know, what a big difference there would be between college and pro. Um, but I think that there's no way that Al- Alabama could ever even touch um, Cleveland because, I mean, if you think about it, all these players – made it into the NFL. It's not like they went through and recruited these kids out of high school. All of these players made it into the NFL, which meant that they were in the top of their college class individually. So you've got a bunch of A-teamers playing a bunch of B-teamers. It's like if you were to have a Division II football team playing a Division I football team. There's just a much higher talent pool that's in the NFL. I mean, even if you've got, you know... I mean, we'll just look at look at the, some of the people on our team. Robert Griffin III was by far one of the most dominant quarterbacks in college football when he played, and now he can't even. He's get also been going. injured three times. He's been yeah, out that, for most fine, of the season. Fine. Then look at Kevin Hogan, also one of the most dominant quarterbacks at his position when he played for Stanford. He's the backup there, and he's a backup to Robert Griffin, who's been injured. And they haven't been able to get anything going. Cody Kessler at USC was even pretty good. You've got Isaiah Crowell, who is one of the top 
drafted people in his class. Same thing with Duke Johnson Jr. You've got, I mean, even though the team as a whole doesn't has isn't performing up to the standard. I, I see. I see that. That's the main argument. That's all you have, though. That's it. Is so just what's your argument? here. They're, 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 they're the, professionals. Yeah. Listen, they got they got fifty three players on the ros- roster at the Browns. All all pros, right? All drafted. All you know the best of wherever they came from, right? Not all of them want to be there. Not all of them are playing their hearts out for the team. You got 80 guys on the Alabama roster that all committed there and went there by choice. This is their team that they love. This is the school that they'll die for. They'll do anything. Alabama, on average, has sent 15 people to the NFL. Just 15. Not that many. But it's uh, it's higher than average from most Division One schools. Is that is that There's on been, yearly? Is that what you're saying? Fifteen guys yearly? Yeah. Okay. Fifteen guys yearly out I want, of eighty. Where did you get that stat? I want I want a, I want a source. Do it. I don't care. I saw it on the <laughs> internet. So so they're getting they're getting fifteen guys in the NFL on the year on average. I didn't say fifteen specifically i said on average they're getting 15 guys per year they've been one of the best programs forever all right and then to throw on top of that on top of you know the love for their school that they have they're 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 uh they got a great camaraderie as a team we've all seen that in the last whatever how many years but then the the key point here is in coaching and so you got nick saban and and key coaches on the offense and defense throwing coaches, defensive coaches, all these coaches that know their positions, know their schools, know their players better than the NFL coaches do, I would say. All right? The NFL coaches might be, you know, have a better uh, resume or whatever, but the Alabama knows their program and knows their school well enough to make them the best program that we've probably seen in the 2010s and early, late 2000, uh, you know, era. For, for this school to be such a dominant force. So I, I think that having the worst team at a professional level play the best team at a semi-professional level would be competitive. So, 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 so here, here, hold on, hold on. I'm going to moderate for a section for a, for a time here and I'm going to put some, stir the pot a little bit with some, some thoughts. First thought is, the argument here is, are the individual pieces greater than the sum of the parts, which is, you know, you have, you can, you can make a case that top of the roster to the bottom, every position, the Browns have better players, but collectively, would they be better? That's always the argument. Exactly. Are, are yep. the sum of the well, parts. Okay, so now, hold on, no, hold on, no, no, no. You got your chance. I'm moderating. Okay, so those those are two parts. I know you guys are on each side, so I'm going to have you address that part. Now, a second thing to consider is that uh, for when you look at other professional leagues, mainly uh, uh, soccer does this very well throughout Europe and those countries. They have the relegation system. So the worst teams in the uh, English Premier League if you are one of the three worst teams i believe you get relegated and pushed down a division because you stink and then you have to win at the lower one to be upgraded so that's a very i mean it's not unheard of for hey your team sucks so bad you need to prove 
that you're good enough to be professional. While we don't have that scenario where we have a minor league team to promote, it's that's not a far-fetched idea to have the the most prof, you know the worst team have to prove that they're deserving of the highest level so that being out there that that's you know not far-fetched i think we're all in agreement that we want this game to happen now it's how can how would you say david that that having all better players means that they would beat a team that plays together what 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 are you so how are you making take, that case things that jimmy said and kind of debate them so yes i would say nick saban is a great coach in college but you take him in just as a coach in general to the nfl when he coached for the dolphins he had a 15 and 17 record that being said you can't say for certain that nick saban is a better coach than some of the coaches that are in the NFL. I mean, when he was proven on the same scale with the same talent pool, he wasn't able to win. First off, second thing I want to say is that the can number I, can one I just tell you talk with about that specifically right now. I just have something to say about here, that. Here, all right, uh, sure, sure. Let's let let the Just just about that, the 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 Nick Saban thing. So so Nick Saban is has one of the best programs because he's the best recruiter in all of college sports for uh, him and, and Krzyzewski, uh, what What's his name from Duke? Coach K. Coach K. He, they're the best recruiters and that's why they've continued to have the best programs in the NFL. The coaches are not the ones doing the recruiting. Nick Saban gets to pick each guy individually in every position and say, I want you to play this. I want you to play this. I want you to play this in the NFL. They've got other people saying, Oh, he's really fast. I want him to play, you know, running back or wide receiver. So he's not getting the pieces that he can work with or that he wants to work with. Well, he had a, he, I mean, he played two. He had two seasons. He had a chance to draft players. He he has a say. He doesn't get to pick them. He doesn't have the final word, right? And then you got players playing for the money that say, "Ah, oh, I'm going to practice really weak. I don't want to do this stuff. I got where I want to be. That's it." So that's my only argument for the NFL versus the the, the college coach. Okay. Well. That being said, uh, well, that's so the what second, I, would say, I would say, hold on, the pieces would stack up. What, what, did, whatever Max said, what did you say about the, it's the, the pieces? Is it, is it, the, is it the, is it the sum of the parts or individual yeah. parts being better? The, the sum it, of the so, parts would be better than the individual parts. So, in, in, I, so, but I think, I mean, you've got to consider another thing as well that the the leagues are are utterly different. I mean, the the number one complaint that rookies have when they come in almost every time when you look at Reggie Bush is the speed of the NFL is so much greater than what it is in college. They're able to slow down the clock. The the pieces aren't moving as quickly. The players are not as fast. I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree I'm with saying that, that at You've all. got these, these essentially the best athletes in the sport playing that. And I mean, all they have to do is find one weakness in that defense where your player lines up better. And I mean, it might be the tight end versus their middle linebacker, whatever it is. All they have to do is get one. And that's what's going to happen because there's just so many dominant pieces on the side of the NFL versus what Alabama would be able to protect. I mean, the players are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. That's, I mean, it's, it's almost unfair because if you think about it, I mean, 
you've got some guys who, I mean, in college, you're, you're pretty large. I mean, you've got some big kids in there. But overall, size of the team is a lot smaller. And the guys in the NFL are going to be able to push harder because they're bigger and stronger guys. Because, I mean, you look at the combine, the people who didn't go into the combine, guaranteed are not lifting as much as the ones who went. So even you've got Alabama's team, and they might have, you know, a really good player here who might be a first-round draft pick. They might have another really good player who might be, a you know, a top. But the thing is about the whole Cleveland Browns team is that they were, I mean, cumulatively some of the best 32 people at that position or else another team would have taken them. Okay. Now I, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's sidestep this a little bit. So I think, I think, uh, let's give Cleveland the, the benefit of the doubt. They beat a college team. Is Cleveland going to win any of the next three games? They have three games left. Will Cleveland win a game this season? Who do they play? Let's go to the tape. That's got to be one of the least searched things on the internet. Cleveland Browns schedule. <laughs> I bet it's like pretty up there right now because people are like want to see that undefeated or uh, defeated season. I remember when uh, uh, the Detroit Lions uh, were it went zero and seventeen. So. And- uh- I, can I field this question first? Sure, so, David. Yeah, I, go I got it. I think I know the answer. And I would say that they do not win a single game the rest of the season. But well, who do they play? their best chance, they play the Bills, the Chargers, and the Steelers. I think their best chance of winning a game is going to be against the Steelers. And there's one reason I say that. Because they because, don't play their best players? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly why still you would want to see you just defeated your whole argument, man. What? Goodness gracious. What do you mean? Wait, all Explain yourself, Jimmy. What? Do you, how? So, all right. So you're saying that a, a professional's second team could beat the, the Cleveland Browns, but you don't think the starters of an Alabama team can beat the Cleveland Browns? Correct. You, you think people who have no NFL experience can beat an NFL, NFL team? Well, I mean, even they're still practicing with the team. They're still playing they're practicing, drills. Practicing, man. They're, they're still practicing. Are we, they're what are we talking about? They're still the best athletes. Uh, all right, the best here's, here's the clarify. Are, are we talking We're about practice? Are we talking about practice or are we talking about David the game? Just said, David just said that uh, uh, the the Steelers' second team would do would they would have a chance, Cleveland Browns, to beat them. Yes. Am I right, David? Correct. So without who playing specifically, name them. Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown sitting out? Correct. Those are three players. What about the rest of the team? I mean, honestly, I, I would... So you don't think three them. players from an Alabama team that, that they have three Heisman candidates or three of the best players in the nation would, uh, would, would make a difference uh, in playing the Cleveland Browns? I'm not sorry, sure what your question is. I'm, I'm asking you if, if the three best players in college played uh, on, the, on the Steelers or any team for that matter, in, or just Alabama. Three best players in college played on Alabama with like, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson on the team as quarterback and two, one other player that was good. And then who was the running back of uh, the Alabama? 
Uh, was wasn't there a, a player on the Alabama that was in the Heisman race? Uh, not really. I mean, so wait, Mac, what, what Hearns, I, I, Hearns was there, Hearns but I think it's, it's Alabama. Alabama didn't have the as much of the individual statistics. Okay, they didn't have the stars on their team. Well, they no. have really good players, but it's not it's not people doing ex- extensive numbers. A lot of you you have to think the Heisman race, which uh you know the Heisman race was mostly for um it's it's individual Ordinary. statistics controlling yeah. the team. It's not I see that. this team is yeah yeah so okay so so I, I just I, I just don't understand David's uh, logic when he goes and says that the second team of the Steelers and it's not going to be their whole second team. But, but for replacing. the good players, for for the pivotal players like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, who had three touchdowns and 256 yards today, and then Ben Roethlisberger sitting out, they would still beat the Cleveland Browns, or the Cleveland Browns would have a chance to beat them, you said? I, I mean, what I was saying was that I believe that the Steelers will still win with their team, because if you look at the Steelers' backups, I mean, look at D'Angelo Williams as their backup running back. He's still way better than... I mean, anyone that Alabama could even offer. And if he's the backup and they're starting him, with... <laughs> what? Uh, no, I mean, Bo Scarborough, while not ready yet, he is he is a massive individual. So I wouldn't quite I wouldn't quite say that anyone that That's they okay. have to offer. Yeah, but, in I mean, time. but still, I'm saying as a whole team, it's it's a more dominant team. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, say that when you think about backups for Landry Jones, the backup for uh, the so Pittsburgh if, Steelers, if, if, was, was the, the starter at Alabama Brown... in, in the Heisman race himself. So that's a valid point. Yeah. I mean, so you if, look at even just the, the backups. Browns still... can lose to a second team, a second team on a professional level team. They're playing their second string guys. How do they not lose against the best college team in America with the best semi-professional guys out there? Because they're still playing. I mean, you look at the the people that they'll have on their team, even with the back. So they're only 13. Let's say we start with Jones. uh, Their guys as a whole are just not good. They're just not good. They don't even score points. They're just bad. As a so, whole, you're saying, so you're saying that the Alabama starting team could beat the Pittsburgh Steelers without Le'Veon Bell and talking without about the Steelers right now? Yeah, that's what, what we're talking, talking about. about. You're saying that the second Browns. team. What I'm arguing is that the second team of the Steelers could beat the Browns, and you're saying that that defeats my whole argument. But that means yeah, because you in don't turn, you're saying that the Alabama starting team is better than the second team for the Steelers. I believe my pro. I believe what Jimmy is trying to say is that it's it's the 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 second string are players that are not good enough to start. Where and if they're not good enough to start, then they're not. You know, then they're not in one of those thirty-two NFL teams. Like, I, I consider a professional. But then, no, but that's still fine. But you've got Landry Jones, who was the best player in college when he played, and he's a backup. That I mean, true. arguably, he was in the Heisman race. He was one of the best. Uh, he was in the Heisman race. Where does he play at? He played at Oklahoma. And no, where does he play in professional? He's a backup to Ben Roethlisberger. 
Who's hot? Who so, is so Hall of Fame candidate? Semi, semi pro. He's semi pro. Okay, I this would is consider him semi pro. <laughs> I ain't nobody got time for just that. Cause, uh, just because you're getting paid at, we, a, at a professional level doesn't mean you're a professional. Yeah, but he was the best in college. What? I'm just gonna disregard that just because you're getting paid to to be on the. It's not, not just the guys on the this, field. I don't give a. Okay. Oh, less hard eh, to get paid. Objection, so no profanity. If we don't pay the NFL athletes, they're going to try harder? That makes no sense. Oh, dear. Good grief. Did we did we roll <laughs> off the rails here? All right. I'm going to I'm gonna cut it off. Nobody's saying anything new. It's just a yell fest. Rubble, 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 rubble. Um, all right. So, if I had to make a ruling, I think a more compelling argument was made by... by David put together a more compelling argument for the the Browns being able to win. But as we all know sports are, you got to put it out there, there's no way to know. So, wah wah, disappointed. Next week we will have some other uh discussion where we'll let we'll we'll let we'll let the boy James and his flowing locks be the judge. And uh, we'll we'll see what we come up with. So uh, that's going to wrap up for this episode. Send us an email uh, at that's debatable podcast at gmail.com at debate podcast on Twitter. We're spreading the Twitter logging around. It should be funny. Give us a follow. Tweet us. Do something. Um, and from our family to yours, take it sleep. Thanks for having us, Mac. Deuces. Inquiries, email us at that's debatable podcast at gmail.com.